Can I get a suggestion, please? What's that? Improv? Yes, and it's an improv party. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> makes me feel sick. I used to feel sick on the way to improv, but actually, but then I, I, what improv did teach me, which mm-hmm. I've taken through life, is it's never as bad as you think. Every week yeah. I'd feel sick on the way thinking, yeah. oh God, what if I can't think of anything to say? What if I'm not funny? What if I'm awful? What if everyone mm. hates me? Blah, blah, blah. And the best thing David Shaw taught me was, who gives a fuck? Even yeah. if you get on stage and you absolutely die a death, what's the worst that can happen? That was his yeah. phrase. What's the, wor- what's the worst that happens? Well, this oh, is yeah, my so thing with improv. So what? It's... It's lit. It's literally pointless. There's, there's, there's literally, there's literally no stakes. Nothing's going to happen. It but just right, how freeing! How freeing is that? You're just doing mm. it for the sake. You're doing it for like pure, like just enjoyment of doing it, of creating something that no yeah. one will ever see ever again. Yeah, yeah. I'd say always more enjoyable for the people doing it than the people watching it. Oh, absolutely. In my Hard agree. Hard agree. <laughs> but. When you do see someone who is actually brilliant at it or, you know, mm. there's a, a one magical day yeah. where everyone's just on fire, it is amazing. It that is. is really cool to watch. And you, when you know, wow, they have literally just thought of that on the spot. I'll have to take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> have you never had that feeling, Rose, in an improv show where you've seen someone do something and you're like, that's, that's good, well done? No. Right, you've watched me and BT do improv, so fuck you. (laughs) I just think it's always better if you write it. Right. Give it some thought beforehand for me. Sure. But that maybe I've not seen. I've not watched much improv, to be honest. I've not watched much improv. You've come to see a lot of Monkey Toast shows, and I feel like Uh, that's um, deadened your heart to it. Yeah. Yeah. But Rose, also, you did Lee and Dean with me. We improvised that dialogue. Different different story. Different story. If you're improvising like on camera in character without when you're not trying to like do it in front of an audience for a show. Mm. Different different Mm. vibes. But imagine a world without improv. That's not (laughs) I'd be absolutely fine with it. I'd be fine with it. (laughs) (sighs) BT, would you be fine with it or? Would I be fine with it? A world, imagine the whole world. Improv does not exist. Well, if it didn't exist, I wouldn't know about it. So I would be fine. And I do think, you know, as a premise for EG a film or TV series, it's not grabbing me. (laughs) Imagine a world where improv doesn't exist. Guys, can I remind you of our first ever birthday girls show in Edinburgh? It was a world where sketch comedy was banned. And how many stars did that show get? Zero. (laughs) Very, very few. Very few stars. One star. Really bad, really bad show. Really, really terrible show. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it in a bad way. Yeah. Mm. Was it that show that I had to start the show underneath a duvet? No. You were on stage. I was yeah. on stage underneath Lying something. on stage. Hated yeah. it. Hated it. I used to ring every day. Tom Parry, our director, I'd ring him every day on the way to the venue so he could give me a pep talk <laughs> to get me to get me in a positive mindset to do the show. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Shall I introduce our guest? Please. Yeah. Our guest today is a Canadian stand-up comedian. And no, it's not Mae Martin again. (laughs) (laughs) Mae Martin's only done the pod once or twice? Twice. No, twice, twice. Twice. Three times. 
No, just twice. Okay. He's appeared on uh, The Hour, Russell Howard's Good News, Sweat the Small Stuff, Virtually Famous, Never Mind the Buzzcocks, Sam Delaney's News Thing, and 8 Out of 10 Cats. Uh, he also won the Laughing Horse New Act of the Year competition in 2012. Wow. 2012. <laughs> he won't too. thank you for saying that. <laughs> no. Wow, that's a long time ago. How long has he been doing stand-up? Uh, he supported the likes of Jerry Sadowitz, Doug Stanhope, and Bill Burr. He did a documentary on the build-up to his wedding to Ariet Kemsley. Oh, yes. Ariet? Did I say Ariet? Ariet? She won't forgive you for that. Ariet? All right, Ariet. <sighs> Harriet Kemsley called Bobby and Friend Harriet of the pod. married. He's got a daughter called Mabel, like me. It's Bobby Mayer. And doesn't he host Killer Camp on ITV2? And he something? hosts Killer Camp on ITV2. And third cousin of Justin Bieber. What? Apparently. Fuck off. Are you kidding me? We'll ask him about that. Here he is. It's Bobby Mayer. Bobby, talk us through the home studio. This is incredible. I want one. Uh, I started a podcast and then I had what was felt close to a midlife crisis and spent thousands of pounds building a studio in my house <laughs> for a podcast. <laughs> for the idea of a podcast. So now I have like three of the best mics uh wow. three three cameras everything wow and, uh, three cameras like you're in a radio one dj booth i've th- we have a th- uh, a full three camera setup to film yeah wow oh my god but you can film anything there you know you could do sketches you could interviews do- listen that was the idea has that happened and has not but <laughs> You should start Bobby TV. I'm ready. Yeah, let's do it now. Like, let's say now we're going to come and do a sketch in your studio. You can. So where do you record your podcast with Red? In this room. Oh, okay. Well, then you are using it. That's the only thing. Yeah, that's what it's used for. It's looking good, Bobby. You look, you really look the part. Thank you. You're too young for a midlife crisis, though. I don't know. We don't know that. Um... You yeah. could be any age, actually, ever since I've met you. You could have told me you're 10 or you could be 17. 10. I would be like, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, he's 10. 10 with a beard. 10 with a full beard and a baby. I'm, I'm fine with that. That's fair. <laughs> Do you think that the midlife crisis was brought on by birthing a child? Uh, no, no, no. This was... Uh, I, I, th- I think I just wanted the feeling of something like solid in my life. Like, cause you're, our careers are so, our careers are so like floating and in the air and you're just waiting for an email. I'm like, I need something that is mine. And yeah, this room yeah. will represent my control over my own career by spending thousands of pounds and getting none of it back anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. I have a, you, a vague you know, you know- feeling of control. You could hire it out to other podcasters as well, Bobby. People are always looking for studios. Vauxhall Comedy needs to end the stranglehold of all comedy podcasts in that studio. There. I have, I have, uh, I have one recording here so far. Oh, you've got another podcast recording there. Yes. What is the oh. podcast? Why, why are you smiling weirdly? Like, no, I'm not. I'm not. My <laughs> empire begins. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's a podcasting gold rush happening. And in a gold rush, you don't want to be the one digging for gold. You want to be the one selling the shovels. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm actually calling my studio Shovel Studios. Uh, <laughs> because 
Uh, because that way I, I, I profit off the dreams of my peers that I know. I mean, statistically, we all know if you start a podcast, it's a 99% chance it's going to make no money and you're going to lose money. Yeah. yeah. I'm oh, going to take that money. We, we know. know. Oh, we, we all know. know. <laughs> we had the weirdest uh, start, though. We, we came at it back to front. Yeah. Because when we yeah. first started, BBC Sounds commissioned us to do it. Great. So we were like getting paid. Great money each mm. a very good salary to do the pod and then they were like we're not doing this anymore see you later i then think we they came realized that, down to earth i think they realized that they they were paying us like it's like Far they realized podcasting is you shouldn't you don't need to pay people yeah, <laughs> anything I, I, you know. I get where they're coming from wait is this the podcast are we currently recording the podcast oh, yeah 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 Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Is that okay? Sorry. Oh no, it's great. Do you need I don't to, like switch on. Yeah. I don't, this is No, I'm okay hearing, with it. I was just I was, lies the problem in 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 our podcast that people are gen, our guests often go, "Are we is are we doing it? Is this it?" because we're so bad is our structure and mm-hmm. introduction and skills of like just keeping things on track. I don't know. I think people turn in tune in for personalities and uh I've known you three for a long time. A lot of personality. Oh, thanks. So, <laughs> too much. Too much, I say. His eyes went really wide when he said that. Oh, well, I don't know how, what am I, would you rather a lot of personality and I cut my eyes? <laughs> my earliest memory of you, Bobby, is you barking at us and I loved it. <laughs> Maybe this is where I got my woofing idea from. Oh no. Do you, do you, do you remember barking at us? Nope. I remember just... I I remember meeting you at a at a gig maybe at like Aces and Eights or something yeah. somewhere and uh, thinking you're all very nice and funny and cool people and uh... Uh, but then I don't really and then I I would see you sometimes and that and that continued that thought <laughs> oh that's good early doors i can't remember where we were i feel like it could have been in edinburgh in a restaurant and you were barking at us and i what? was like what is he doing and i and i was like this is the funniest thing i've ever seen you just started barking you might be mistaking me for a dog though there might be a, there might have been a dog barking and somehow a memory of me is crossed with a dog oh yeah, yeah do you know what Camille, d- did so did he come over to our table? He barked at us. I would have. I. I mean, I, anything. <laughs> do you know how many stories people have told me about myself where I'm like, I did what? Okay. <laughs> I. I don't. I don't have a consistent personality where I can predict what I have done or will do. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's where I got the. Maybe that's where my woofing started. Sometimes Bobby on the pod, I've been known to woof a song. And then we guess what the song is that I'm woofing. But I'm now thinking maybe that was where the seed was do you, sown. Do you want to give him an example of a song? Yeah. Do you want to oh, guess, okay. guess a song through the Im- woofs? Impro- Please. I'll think, of a nice, I'll think of a nice summer hit. I want to see what I've inspired. <laughs> ruff, 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 ruff. Ruff, 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 ruff. Ruff, 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 ruff. Ruff, 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 ruff. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Ruff, 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 ruff. I think it's a British. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Oh no, it's ruff, not done. Ruff, 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 ruff. Oh, I, I've got it. For once, I've got it. Really? Rose, she Bobby... never gets it. Yeah, I'll let Bobby. 
I I I feel like it it may be a song like a British pop song from the early two thousands, and I wasn't here for that, so no, I missed no, out no, on no. a lot. Camille, Camille, should we should we take it because it's it's actually yes, a bit, Rose. Yeah, okay. okay. Is it a duet? Do you want to be you first? Go, you you first go first or me? You okay. go first, Camille. Ruff 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 Ruff, 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 ruff. Oh. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Ruff, 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 <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I love it. It's great. <laughs> it's summer love. It's still Greece. no clues. Oh, summer love oh that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Mm, oh, did you good. ever see that John Travolta music video that they, him and Olivia Newton-John made a couple years ago? No. Uh, worth a watch. Very weird. <laughs> what is it? Describe uh, it. It's them woofing Greece. No. <laughs> It's just them both trying to be uh, still sexy and still have tension between them, and it's bizarre. I can't, oh, I wish yeah. I could remember the details, but uh, oh, we'll Google boy. it. We'll Google it. It's oh, worth geez. worth a deep dive. Um, uh, the theme of we have a theme for the podcast today. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah, it's improv. Oh, okay. <laughs> is that uh, every week? No, this week it's an improv party. Okay. Um, have you ever done improv classes? Uh, of course I've done improv classes. I took <laughs> an improv maybe. class. So I went to Humber Comedies, uh, Humber College's uh, School of Comedy uh, in Toronto, Ontario. Uh, it's a really prestigious comedy course that I think anyone can get into. And uh, it, it's like a, an acting school with comedy. So I took an improv class there. And then uh, I took an improv class... When I got out of that, I enjoyed my time in the improv world. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, I shone brightly, but <laughs> I'm sure I you did. I, I understood the allure. Yeah. yeah. It's um once you get into it, it is kind of like a cult. It's quite culty. Mm-hmm. It is. I feel Yeah, I feel like when you two were doing it, it was like we've got to get to level four. We've got to yeah. get to level four. <laughs> and I'd be thinking mm-hmm. paying David Shaw through the nose. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, David Shaw is from Toronto though, right? Yeah. He so yeah. he was a well known teacher in Toronto and then he came here and then I think he's left again. He left again years ago. I think if you're from Toronto, then it's like a birthright to do an improv class. It's like, you yeah, have oh, to yeah. say, you do. Canada's big on improv, isn't it? They love it. Well, it's hard to get paid to do comedy in Canada. So improv is a great way to feel like you're doing comedy while also still not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we play a game? Please. Yeah. A little improv game. Right, this game is called Tall Tales. Uh, I'm going to give you a prompt and you just have to come up with a, a short story. Just, you know, yeah. see where it goes. And I'll, and okay. I'll decide the, the winner of the competition. Mm. Yes, and. Yes, and. Correct, Camille. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let me think of a prompt for you. She's even improvising Wait, prompts. Are we all doing the same prompt? No. no I'm going to give you a different prompt each. Oh wow! So who? So who's doing it first, Camille? Camille's gonna go first. Okay. So Bobby, we can just sit back and relax and just enjoy. You can chill your boots. I'm ready. Your prompt is: 
Yeah. Bin man in a crisis. Okay, so this morning there was a bin man. I knew he was there because normally I don't hear him. He comes at like 6am in the morning and he normally just does his thing and I'm like, oh, the bin man's been because the bins have gone. This morning I know he's there because I hear this blood-curdling scream. Oh, dear. The dog jumps up, starts going insane, barking. I run over to my window and there's the bin man in front of our block of flats. All of the bins are fully open and they're overflowing with dead crows. <laughs> Every single bin, dead, flo- dead crows. Um, he's screaming because one of the crows isn't dead and it's doing like the praying mantis. Uh, there we go. Uh, uh, position ready to attack it starts pecking at him pecking at his nose pecking at his cheeks pecking at his lips I thought bin men worked in twos and they do but the other guy has run off down the street scared um, left him to fend for himself I rang the police Uh, the police were like we we don't really do that um, don't do crows that's not a crime the crows haven't technically committed a crime what the crow police what do you say or just the police being like we don't do crows yeah we don't do crows that's uh, you know you're looking at ambulance if he's injured or RSPCA <laughs> if you think that he's done something to the crows to provoke them well someone um, has there's a bloody bin full of dead ones <laughs> So um, I ring the RSPCA first. I give the crows the benefit of the doubt. I let this man continue to be attacked. Um, the RSPCA say, we'll send someone round, but it's a busy morning. Uh, we've got a load of hamsters to deal with over in West London, your north. We'll come over to you after. So um, by, this, by, the, by this time, his face is gone. His face is fully off. Um, oh, basically a, a red scab. Uh, they've started pecking at his torso now Um, so I think hang on a minute I've got my dog maybe my dog can help Um, so I let her out I say crow crow get the crow Um, she runs over she doesn't get the crow she um, just starts eating all the food that's been thrown out of the bin and just let you know lets him carry on being attacked long story short the rspca turn up um and they take the the crow the surviving crow into um the rspca hospital and the bin man is now in intensive care wow well it's got it had a nice happy ending didn't it yeah with the bin man with no face in intensive care that's lovely. Do you want to know the technique I always use in improv that I learn in one of the classes? What's that? Literally, don't allow a pause. Don't allow a moment of thought. Just keep your mouth moving and something will come out. Wow. That's one of the things I learned. And that's the most... I'm not saying that that's the best technique, but for me... If I'm like, oh, I don't know what to say, that's the technique I just use. Just open your mouth and something will come out. Mm. I thought the guy was going to die at the end, but then yeah, it was a I, happy I ending. 
Yeah, I thought it's a bit sad. Well, we yeah, don't know. He's in is, intensive care. There's no yeah, um, follow-up. He could that's, get an infection. Yeah. He's lost a face, bless him. Come on, face. that's bad enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I think that's a good technique, Camille. The unfortunate thing is sometimes <laughs> what does come out is a man Pure getting trash. his face pecked off. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right, who wants to go next? I think Rose. I, I want to yeah. take it. I want. I haven't done improv in a long time. I think I need to take it in a bit more before I. You need yeah. to learn a few more techniques in. from Camille. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what Camille did was great. Very impressive. Uh, Rose, your prompt mm. is snake escape. So, I read this article online the other day, and it's literally the craziest story I think I've ever seen in my life. So. This woman in, she lived in, I think it was, it was in the USA, but it was like near the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. And she had this snake, okay, this pet snake. And like, when you have a pet snake, I don't, like sometimes I think they sort of go missing for a bit and then you're like, oh, the snake's sort of somewhere in the house, but then it comes back. No, thank and, you. And they, you find it again. But she, this snake had gone missing and it didn't come back and she was like okay so the snakes the snake's gone forever like it was weeks and weeks and months and months and it didn't come back and she was like i guess the snake's just gone and i think that just sometimes happens and then it's like you'll just be walking around and and you'll be like oh someone's snake (laughs) so then she got she moved to canada basically and she got a new job in canada and it was like you know, because she lived in the border, but it was like just, it was not far, maybe like 40 or 50 miles from where her house used to be. And she moved there. And then this is like, yeah, months later, she came home one day to her new house. The snake was there. <gasps> no. The snake had f- like some kind of crazy homing instinct had like found her. Wow. Um And... Ah. basically yeah it's crazy and that that's just i'm listening to this like it's true yeah me too you haven't actually (laughs) read that article have you rose (laughs) yeah and basically so i read it because they're making a pixar film of it yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. imagine that was good. I was hooked. In, Snake return. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know yeah. where it was going. And then I realized the whole time that it was an epic tale about friendship. Yeah. 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 Just you a woman and her snake. in me. <laughs> <laughs> I was really tempted to be like, she came home, the snake was there. It pecked her face off. But I just, yeah. she, now she's in the intensive care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and, right. in, 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 when, in intensive care, she met a man who had his face pecked off by a crow and they fell in love. Yes. yes. And, oh my gosh. And banded together to kill all animals. <laughs> Oh yes, they were like. That's who why there's no animals f- left. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> who needs a face when you have true love? That's- <laughs> that was the whole. That's the tagline. Yeah. yeah. And that is what they made into a Pixar film. Uh, right, Bobby, you ready? I'm nervous. That's you why ready? I never liked improv. But I will. I I'm ready. He's ready. Okay. Your prompt is evil dinner lady. 
Okay, well, when I was in uh, high school, um, yeah, we didn't uh, we didn't really that wasn't a thing. Like there was like a cafeteria, but uh, the idea of a dinner lady was always there, but there wasn't really a dinner lady. And uh, so for mm-hmm. a couple of years, you know, we would just get our food. There was, and then and then there was just the the when I was in the last year of high school, there was a, this lady, this dinner lady. She she had like a a calm demeanor about her. Probably that that kind of eyes where you look into them and think, "Wow, you've seen the worst things in the world, but you've never told anybody." You know, like their eyes, their eyes tell you all the stories they've never said out loud, uh-huh. and like you don't know exactly what they are, but in your gut, you know that if you died in front of them, them they probably wouldn't think about it the next day. <laughs> And this lady would serve, uh, she was a decent cook. We kind of suited her personality. She would serve food that was like good enough, but nothing special. You know, salt was like the most you were getting in terms of like flavor. <laughs> a lot of French fries. Um, her her name was Kathleen. And uh, she's around pushing, pushing 50, but probably looked... 55 you know just like yeah. again like life had taken its toll on this woman nobody mm-hmm. nobody dreams of becoming a dinner lady of 55 yeah and if they do they had a horrible time so <laughs> uh one day i was uh i was on uh, a bus and i'm just you know this is out of school like two years out of high school I hadn't thought about kathleen in a long time i'm on the bus I get on this bus and I was actually going to the hospital to visit my uncle. I, I wasn't like that close to him. So I wasn't worried about like, it was just like a perfunctory visit and Kathleen's on the bus. And uh, I said, Oh, uh, hi Kathleen. And she remembered me, which, uh, which surprised me. I didn't expect that. And, um, and then I, she said, where are you going? And I told her I was going to visit my uncle. He was in the hospital because his liver was fucked. And uh, I said, oh, where are you going? And uh, she was going to the hospital also. And it turns out she had got a job at the hospital. Uh-huh. It's doing the same thing, you know? So she kind of moved up the world. A hospital's better than a school. And uh, mm-hmm. then I never saw her again. Mm-hmm. Cut to 10 years later. Uh, sometimes I go and I read my local paper. I don't know. I just was reading my local paper. And uh, Kathleen had been charged uh, with putting rat poison in the food at the hospital. <gasps> Kathleen. Oh. Kathleen. I don't know. Was she doing that at the school? That's the question. No, that she is the question. There. Nobody ever died, but then you're just left with this feeling of not knowing. Mm. And you're. And when you ever, whenever you meet someone, when you have a. It's more uncomfortable to have a pleasant interaction with yes. a horrible person yes. than, than a, yeah. a an uncomfortable. Because if you have a pleasant interaction with a horrible person, it really makes you question like, what is evil? And, mm, and, and am I evil? You know, yeah. like I, I can be I nice, but mm. what else? what else is in there so and you're thinking that salt that salt flavor that you yeah said, yeah yeah, yeah. That covering up. what was that yeah yeah, yeah a lot what of salt wow 
Ooh, oh, that was I good. Like it. That was good. That was a really good one. Really good. BT, we should do one for you. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, no, you're ju- are you judging who's Oh, yeah. The- oh, no, no. <clears throat> well, we don't need to judge who's Oh, no, we don't have to judge. Like, I don't think they no do that in improv, guys. They don't judge that's in improv, right? That's the vibe improv, of right? improv. No. <laughs> yeah, that's not the vibe. That's the opposite yeah. of improv. The winner of the best improv. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's uh, why I didn't like it. Let's do one it. for BT. <laughs> hey, for BT, we mm-hmm. can all do one word each. Oh. That seems harder for BT, though. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. Yeah, but we'll try it. and we'll try and link it. Like, okay, yeah. okay. First okay. word, mm-hmm. right. Who's, so I'm saying the first word. Rose, you do the first word. Bobby, do the second word. I'll do the third okay. word. Okay. Um, unlucky. Uh, uh, ferret. Unlucky ferret. Fairground. Okay, so um, I know a story about this woman who was looking to buy a poodle and she got a contact at a local <laughs> fairground. Uh, this guy who was running the waltzes, um, they called him Waltzy Pete. Uh, he had a poodle connection. He was like, I can get you a poodle. Uh, and she was like, okay, cool. Um, I'll come back to the waltzes tomorrow. And he was like, yeah, bring 800 pounds for the poodle. Cheap. And she was like, cool, yeah, great. That's like the the best deal on a poodle I've seen. Um, So she goes home, gets gets the money, comes back the next day. Waltzy Pete's there. He's spinning someone too fast. Um, And she gives him the 800 pounds. He pulls out this little puppy, a little tiny puppy with a big fat face. And it's so, and it's so small. And she's like, oh, what? Oh God, it's so tiny. I can, you know, you can barely tell it's a dog. Um, he's like, Haha, yeah, it's, here you go. Here's a poodle. Takes 800 pounds. Um, she goes home. Uh, a week goes by and this poodle is not, it's not acting like a poodle. Um, mm. it's sort of running around, sort of, uh, it's like ferreting around. Um, and she takes it to the vets and they say, this is not a poodle. This is a ferret on steroids. Uh, and she's shocked, obviously. Um, she thought it was a poodle, so she, and she's angry. She's livid, so she takes the poodle back to the fairground. Oh, what? Turns the corner in the park, the fairground's gone. Vanished. Shit. It was supposed to be there for another three weeks. Vanished. And you know who else is... She, she spots another woman over there, and another woman over there, another woman over there. They're, they're all holding these little ferrets, looking around, going, what, 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 what? Where's Pete? They've all been tricked by Pete, who sold them ferrets on steroids, thinking pretty packet. they were poodles. That's a great idea. Uh, and then the ferret starts attacking her, um, bites off her whole face. <laughs> uh, she ends up in intensive care. She hooks up with um, our other two friends. The snake, the snake lady, and the the crow man. Also, it's a menage a trois. And now. then, yeah, and then she eats a load of rat poison. And she says, "Hey, are you looking for a third? That's how it happened. A thruple. Oh yeah, and then they all and then they all tragically die mysteri- yeah, under mysterious circumstances. And it turns out that the yeah. nurse at the hospital in intensive care was <laughs> Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen. Kathleen. But that's BT. Do you remember what you've said? That is true. It's true. Yeah. 
That is that true. Is true. About the ferret on steroids, Bobby. Yeah. Anna Morris told us on Cat Party podcast that she read an article about someone who all oh, these people that bought these little dogs and then <laughs> took, them to, took them to the vet, and the vet was like, "This is a ferret on steroids." <laughs> that's <laughs> <is> great. Not- <laughs> yeah, it's so, is- that's very smart because I assume you can get a ferret for very cheap because they're like rats, and then yeah. a dog would sell for thousands of pounds. So you can make mm-hmm. fifteen grand with no investment. Yeah. That's Bobby, very this impressive. is what you should have put money into, not your podcasting studio. Yes. You should have bought loads of ferrets and loads of steroids. Jack them up on steroids. Mm. Whenever I hear about people that just have dogs, then breed dogs, it seems like the easiest way to make money. You know, dogs are just yeah. fucking and you're getting paid. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say having seen Camille, the experience of having a very small puppy... I'd say it's not child's play, Bobby. I've heard about this dog, Camille, and I think it might be a training issue. <laughs> <laughs> Who have you heard about it? I don't know. Bobby? I just have heard. It's like, it's like, it's, the it, it's in the, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's out there. It's just a rumor. It's, yeah. it's you know, like now. comedy rumors. <laughs> Camille's got a bad dog. <laughs> hey, Bobby, the training's actually going well. She's uh, getting a lot better. Uh, I yeah, for, for her though, right? Like not for a normal dog. <laughs> like, I. But the thing yeah, is, I empathize because I also have a dog that I've trained badly. So yeah, okay. he, he barks all the. You might have heard him barking during this podcast. He shits on the floor still. <laughs> uh, he has diarrhea all the time, which isn't his fault, but I hate him for it. So yeah. it's a hard. You know, it's hard. Oh yeah, boy. I feel your pain. Should we do Legend and Dicks of the Week, Camille? Do we have any Patreon legends? I've got some messages. <gasps> some Patreon messages. First one from a few pods back. Do you remember when we did the pod hair party with Catherine Bohart? I do. Yes. And BT, your idea for what for, you you came up with this idea uh, about yeah. hair tampons, yeah, 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 yeah. tampons made out of hair. Yeah. So, one of our patrons <laughs> all Carl, we're saying is Bobby, you've you've come off lucky. All I'm saying is hair is absorbent, they use it to mop up oil slicks. <laughs> okay, you know that makes I didn't know it was absorbent. I'm interested. Well, oh. well, Carl says that that's like an idea that um was in South Park, and maybe you've subconsciously <laughs> seen it in South Park. <laughs> Is it? Hair tampons? Hair tampons. Yeah, there's like an ad in South Park where there's hair tampons. Oh, gross. Um, <laughs> no, great idea. I thought that really was a funny. Little, little funny fact for you. Um, what else can I tell you? Hello to Oliver. Oliver Jago, one of our patrons. Um also told us that uh, Ed Knight, who did our Jubilee party, mm. gave us a lovely plug on the Trusty Hogs podcast. Thank Aww. you, Ed Knight. Please oh, yes. And also says, Rose, you were brilliant on Hypothetical. If you've not watched it, watch Rose on Hypothetical. Yay. Yes. Legend of my week. Go, Rose, go. Thank you. Forgot to... Yeah, even mention it on the pod, but I was on hypothetical, my first ever panel show. Woo-hoo! And, and, and which is improv, improv. Thank you. It's an improv. And you did well, really yeah. well. My favourite was uh, when they said, "Oh, how would you interrupt a snooker game?" And you said, "Take all my clothes off, get on the table, put all the balls in the, in the pockets." <laughs> <laughs> you texted me that and I was like I That's can't funny. remember 
I can't remember saying that. That I must have been in like a panic fugue state because that's actually, there's a new round called Quickfire Hypotheticals where yeah. literally the lights, it's like nightmare. Come in, it's one-liners. Uh-huh. The no. spotlight comes on you and it's like, you've got to invent a new perfume for James, go. And it's like, you just But that's when the funniest out. stuff comes out. Well, mm. I, I yeah. really enjoyed your one. Yeah. When you can't Thank have time you. to think. Um, I've got a message as well. Camille, Go you're going to bloody love this. Please. Matt's, Matt's been in touch. Yeah. He says, I love the pod. You're all brilliant. Thanks, Matt. I kept that bit in just for, you know, being nice. He says, would like to point out, though, that oh. I never know what the episode is going to be about. My <laughs> podcast player just plays the next episode of whatever. I don't have to look. Hashtag go Camille. Camille, vindication. <laughs> Bobby, <laughs> we have a long running thing where... Camille at the start of the podcast always reveals the theme and the guest like it's a big reveal and beaten are always like it's it's literally listed on the podcast app like it yeah. people can, you can see just look before at your you phone do and see what the title of the podcast is. But Matt's saying no, Matt's saying it is a surprise. Wow. So I'm so pleased. <laughs> I'm so pleased. Vindication. Brilliant. I'll keep doing the big reveal at the top of the vindication exactly the same time. Yeah. It's freaky. Cool. Um, Devon Party comments um, Elliot hi Elliot used to holiday in Honiton ah, when he was younger very near me very near where and, I grew up and also another listener Callie another patron who I believe we gave birthday shout out to the other I week I thought you were going to say gave birth um, to <laughs> gave birth to <laughs> yeah, we gave birth to her the other week <laughs> uh, from Taunton Rose born in Taunton ah, lovely business you were born in yeah. Taunton that's I mean that's Somerset but but you were yeah. also born in yeah. Taunton I was born in Taunton yeah probably born in the same hospital Amy says thinks one or more of us studied English at Manchester at the same time as her. Been Rose. But I can't recognise... You said these professors. Uh, excuse me, BT, I did English as well. Oh, but you did and. Thank you. No, you did with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dra- she did Drama with, Rose did drama and. Yeah. Um, professors, yeah, hit me with some names. So, yeah, and this is going to be telling because I don't recognise the names of these mm. professors. <laughs> Anka Bernal. Yeah. And Patricia Dunker. Yeah. Yeah, Patricia Dunker, she she taught um, reading popular narratives. Right, I didn't do that module. You don't, yeah. Camille didn't really do English. Yeah. Yeah, Or she just didn't pay a lot of attention. (laughs) With. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I just wanted to say, Catherine um, commented on the pod we did with Dan, Rose's Mm. husband and our friend, uh, saying, delighted to hear Dan on the pod and that she actually discovered us, birthday girls, after seeing Dan perform... Uh, at the Camden Comedy Club a few years ago. Apparently, he did a bit on TripAdvisor reviews um, that made her cry with laughter. Mm. And she looked him up and then found our videos on YouTube, the Doing Edinburgh videos that we did with Stuart Laws. If you've not watched them, pop yourself on YouTube. (laughs) We've got some funny vids. Um, And that's how she found us. So thank you, Dan, in a way. Thank you, Dan. Very cool. Right. Legends and Dicks. Rose, hit me with your legend. Mm, I'll do mine. I'll bang him out. <laughs> Please yeah. hit me with my legend. Hit me with your dick. Hit me with a dick. <laughs> hit me with a dick. Hit me with uh, your legend, dick. Good. Um, <laughs> my legend of the week is the sun. Yeah. Oh, it's out. Oh, I love it. It's so nice you, this, in this godforsaken country to. Although, to you know, have- Mabel makes me play a game with her where I say I like it when it's hot, and she's like, "No, I like it when it's cold," and. If I say, I like it when it's cold too. She's like, no, mummy, you like it hot. 
And I'm like, oh, I love it when it's hot. And okay. she's like, no, mummy, I like it when it's cold. She's a weirdo. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> that is really, that does sound weird. <laughs> anyway, I like it when it's hot. You can And Mabel, if you don't like that, you can shove it. Um, so that's my legend of the week, the sun. My dick of the week, it is my thighs because I'm a plump girl. When it's hot, they do rub mm, together. Mm. And I have to put talcum powder on them. And I tell you what, it's a, it really takes the shine out of going out on a summer's day. Get a short short. Get a listen, I Rose. Be, I don't want I don't... that. I'll get it's, it's thrush. You, listen. It's tw- Cotton. I've got an answer for you. I don't think James will mind me saying this. I think he will. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> you could have said someone pet. I know. You could have just said someone I know. Hey, he's got a pair of thighs, yeah? Famously, once he was at drama school and he was getting changed in the dressing room and an actor came in and said to him, oh my God, James, your thighs. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He's got big thighs. I love him. I love his big thighs. But there is only one boxer that he now wears made for big thighs they're called step one and i believe they now do equivalent for women and he swears by them he says they are incredible yeah like a boxer short underwear if you're listening get yourself on i step just one. worry if you're a woman if you I just think it's thrush. It's immediate thrush, isn't it? Well, Having like if it's a boxer no. short, it's it's underwear. Rose. It's like wearing underwear yeah. would give you thrush. It's like wearing knickers. What are you on about? Mm, I just think it's it's keeping everything very much. There's a lot of fabric. There's more fabric. There's more heat. That's being why generated. you need to get the special ones. There's some kind of special wicking moisture yeah. material. Well, it's heat my birthday wicking. coming up. If you want to make me cry, <laughs> buy me some shorts for fat thighs. <laughs> well, now you've said that, that's all I'm going to get you for your birthday. Mm. Oh, it's my birthday. <laughs> We've given, We've given you, you your present. I know. I just thought I should have done a birthday party for me instead of an improv party, but... Well, too Too late. late. Uh, Boring for everyone else. (laughs) I'd love to come to your party. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Um, Yeah, happy happy birthday to BT this week. Happy birthday this week. Happy birthday, BT. She's going to be a birthday girl, for real. Can't wait. Bobby, you got a legend and a dick. Okay, here's the thing. I am obsessed with golf. None of you care. I'm just going on podcasts. I'm going on podcasts right now in the golf world. Uh, there's a new Super League funded by the Saudis. Everyone's mad because the Saudis have a horrible human rights record. Hmm. My dick of the year is Greg Norman. Started this is the head of the Saudi Golf League. Took like a hundred million dollars to do that. And my legend of the year, Rory McIlroy, because he's staying on the PGA Tour and won this week. None of that means anything to you. That, However. Yeah. <laughs> There might be one listener, one, just one, who listens that knows exactly what I'm talking about. And now I have a new super fan. They're like, yes. I can can tell you who it is, that listener. It's my husband, Dan Cook, who has recently become completely obsessed with golf. Of course he has. He is playing it. He's currently like pulled a muscle in his back. 
because he's been to the driving range too many times this mm. week. It's fucking great. He he's do you right. Play I know another listener. I do. Shout out to Av- you shout should- out to Avril. She's a golfer. She definitely listens every week. She's gonna love this content. Mm. Okay, Bobby, good. You and Dan should play golf. I'd happily play golf with Dan. I love golf. Where does he play? Um, he's just getting. He's having lessons at the moment. But we, you know, we live cl- quite close to you, so yes, somewhere. I, we can yeah. go to Mitchum. We can do whatever. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, in. Yeah. Okay, great. I'll tell him. Great. I think you two would have a great time on the course. Yeah, I, 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 I'd love it. <laughs> I sometimes used to go round with Avril and be her like caddy, <laughs> just like hold her. Can we all the caddy. You're about. You're like the same yeah. size as a golf bag. <laughs> <laughs> you are you're like a little golf bag yourself like you could just hold the clubs in your hands and you could be carried I'm just imagining Camille with like this huge golf bag on her back like straining under the weight of it I used to be really bad at it. I only went because I was friends with Avril but I didn't really like it because you have to be so quiet all the way down oh yeah yeah that's not your forte <laughs> no no uh yeah, I didn't understand what you said, Bobby, but I really enjoyed watching how much you liked it. Mm. Thank you. That's what I thought. I had re- it's the only thing I've real passion for. Yeah, and I both. and my child, but both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Camille, have you got a legend and dick? Um, my legend of the week is um the chef Ken Harm. Ken Harm. <laughs> Great. Because, Great name. Because great name. Didn't I he have a cookbook him... called Ken Harm's Hot What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, has he? I think so, yeah. Ken Holmes' TV show. (laughs) Ken Holmes' hot hot. I'm going to Google it to check. He was on my favourite TV programme, Saturday Kitchen. I love watching it on a Saturday morning. It's my start of the weekend. Absolutely love it. Ken Holm was on. And he's my legend, not because of what he cooked, but a little tip that he gave. Now, you know I start my day with a lemon water, so I've got a lot of lemons on the Mm, go. Of course. He said, don't get rid of your lemons. Pop them, pop your used lemons in your dishwasher. Your plates and your bowls and everything are coming out super clean and nice smelling, and I've been doing it, and it's great. That's a great idea. That's a great tip. Pop your lemons in your dishwasher. All right, Ken Hom. Thank Ken Hom later. That's interesting as well because you know those Ken. magazines like Chat and Pick Me Up, whenever they have those household tips, it's always mm. half a lemon. Whatever. It's yeah. like, want to clean your microwave? Half a lemon. Want to like <laughs> shine your windows? Half a lemon. Half a it's lemon. It's always half a lemon. Yeah, yeah, and I can confirm Ken Hom's Hot Walk. It is a book that he's brought out. Over 151 Pan Wonders. Great. Sounds Big shout great. out to Ken. Um, and my dick of the week, I think it's like coming to the end of a job in our industry, mm. like that feeling of like... Horrible feeling. Yeah, like... Like what's next? Everyone's going, have you got anything lined up? And you're like, no. Yeah. I've been filming and tomorrow is my last day and I've really enjoyed it. And I've tried to be like just really positive about, yeah, I've got a job. That's that's really fun. And now it's coming to the end of it. It's that, that weird feeling in this job where you never know when your next job mm. is coming. Mm. Even if you've had like a really good time yeah. mm-hmm. and you've been like, that's great. Oh yeah, that's my job. Then the next day you're like, I don't have a job again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And what Beatty said, not to just repeat what you said, Beatty, but I think it was worth commenting on. 
BD said, people always say to you at the end, so what are you up to now? And uh, you, it oh, always yes. feel, it does always feel like everyone else yeah. has these amazing projects that they're rolling right into the next yeah. day. And they're, they're so busy. And then you're just there yeah. like, I, I don't know. I, I'm actually just focusing on my live performance right now. And you're like, oh God, I want to yeah. die. Yeah. Can I just crawl under yeah. a rock and die? Yeah. It's horrid. My go-to answer for that, that has become... Um, oh, well, I'm a writer as well. So oh, yeah. So there's writing projects on the go probably yeah. after yeah. this. But you can, see, you can see their eyes glazing mm. over. They don't give a yeah. shit. Yeah. They don't they care. Don't shit. They oh, don't it's care. horrible. No. Horrific. So, so yeah. And it's like That's you just hit. get into the swing of it and you're like, if I could just go, like, if I could just go and do another job right now, I'd be like on fire. I know. But I, have to I wait. would love to have shared any of these feelings with you, but as we all know, I only ever, only ever book acting jobs where it's uh, three lines, one scene. <laughs> so I'm in and out in a but day. But you're getting them on the regs. <laughs> I'm in and out in a day. Uh, in and out. Uh, my legend of the week is, it's my dad again. He's been babysitting <laughs> <on> Elsie. <laughs> he, I had to do, I did a, one day of filming yesterday. In Sheffield, um, what was it for? It was for Meet the Richardsons, the little improv right. scene, an improvised oh, scene. Yeah. It all yeah. ties together. Um, Is that that show you're playing yourself? Yeah, playing right? myself. Yeah, cool. Um, and my dad came all the way to Sheffield with me with Elsie, looked after her the whole day. Oh, that's nice. Yes, yeah, he's that's a baby great. whisperer, and he's here today. My dick of the week was, it's well, it's one, it's my phone charger because I thought it had charged my phone and it hadn't all night long. So my phone didn't have any battery. Uh, and But also it's me um, because I thought I was going to have time to prep for this podcast. <laughs> Instead. <laughs> Instead it had to be an improv podcast. It was great. It's worked out Which well works. as improv. Yeah, you've We've had really you've... nice time, I'd say. Improv has saved yeah, you. Yeah, it really it has. It seemed yeah. prepared. Oh, good. Mm. I'm glad. Um, but also, That's the, the dick is the trains. There was two trains cancelled before my final train that I got home, which was uh, really mm. annoying. Horrible. But we just, it does mean we ended up in first class seats, Ooh, nice. we, which we hadn't paid for. But they opened up first class, baby. And I was straight in there. So, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, thank you very much. And scene. <laughs> and, and someone and runs scene. across. Someone runs across the Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming to our podcast, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. What are your? What? Where can people find yeah. you? What are your? What are your social media handles? Uh, what do you want to plug? What's I have my on? own podcast. Yes. I do a podcast with a comedian named Red Richardson, who I think you guys. Yeah. You know. And the last pod. He, and it's called The Year Is. Every episode, we do a deep dive into a year in history. Talk about the weirdest, the most fucked up, the craziest things uh, from that year in history. It's really fun. We often have a fight on the podcast <laughs> every week. Yeah. Some kind of an argument where uh, Red, I insult Red and he hates it. And um, <laughs> That's such a great idea for a podcast. It's a really great yeah. idea. Thank you. It was my idea alone. And, um, <laughs> Good. Do you pick a year at random or have you started in like, we're starting at the, st at the beginning, the first ever year? <laughs> what, well, like zero? We, <laughs> the year yeah. is the beginning of time. Uh, 
<laughs> amazingly, most years in history, even if it's 500 years ago, there's quite a few good stories of things you've ne- you've we've forgotten about collectively. But they're like interesting stories and fun to talk about. But what we do is um, if we've done, we'll do like the 19th century and then we're like, okay, let's go back to the present day. So we'll do a recent year and then we'll go back to four. We kind of jump, we just jump around. Cool, cool. Thank you. (laughs) And also I'm at Soho Theater July 5th and 6th. Uh, doing my show Cockroach, which is just an hour of stand-up. So if any of you listen to me on this podcast, you know that this guy is mildly amusing. Well, come be mildly amused uh, in London, July 5th and 6th. Tickets at bobbymare.net. Thank you. We love you. Thank you so much. This was really fun. Worth the babysitter. I don't want you to think it wasn't. <laughs> uh, well, I yeah, made a pressure, joke earlier. Pressure. I made a joke earlier. Very. This was a great time. So thank you very much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. I can hear your dog now. Oh yeah, it's a no- it won't shut up. I'm gonna kill it. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bobby May. Can we have to say that we forgot to ask him this while he was still recording, oh, yeah. but we did ask him if he is Justin Bieber's third cousin. And the truth is- He, he is. is. Fact. His grandpa's mm-hmm. brother is Justin Bieber's grandpa. grandpa. Something His like that. His grandma's brother. <laughs> Something like that. Amazing. Oh, he was great. Yeah, well done, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby, for, your, for bringing improv to life. Mm. You'd love Bobby on your improv team. Yes. If you turned up to do a Oh, yeah. And Bobby's on dream. Yeah. Uh, yes, and thank you to our lovely producer, Emma Corsham. Yes, and thank you to Am Chemlevsky for our lovely podcast music. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Lucy Moore for our artwork. Yes, and I hate that I've started this. Mm-hmm. Yes, and thank you to you, Camille. Yes, and Rose. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And BT. Yay. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.